Hey guys, welcome back to Socially Awkward-ish, your real talk podcast covering everything social anxiety, insecurities, and embarrassing stories you pretty much only tell your best friend. I'm one of your hosts, Ashley. And I'm the co-host, Erica. Thank you guys for tuning in again. We hope that you enjoyed episode um, three, part one of social events, gatherings, weddings, all that fun stuff. We didn't get a chance to touch on anything wedding so we're hoping to talk a lot about that today um but where we left off I think we were talking about um going to parties having a buddy at parties um having the comp like what makes you confident walking in by yourself because that's definitely super intimidating yeah um another thing that is really intimidating at parties is um opening gifts Oh, opening yeah. gifts. The anxiety that like just a, surrounds that, like just even hearing that. Like, <laughs> well, it reminds me because I recently went to a bridal shower, and uh, of my friend, and she, uh, and she'll admit she's socially awkward too. And um, I remember we were there, and they didn't have on any like music or anything, and like. I mean, I didn't really know anybody else, and we were just, like, like, in a really small room just waiting for everyone to, like, get in there, and she was already sitting down, so it was Mm -hmm. probably, like, a good 10 minutes that she was sitting there, and we were all just, like, staring at her, Yeah. and I had anxiety for her, Yes. and then, like, opening the gifts, I knew that she was, like, internally probably screaming, and I just, like, felt for her, and I didn't want to make it more, like awkward so I tried to like talk a little bit out loud so she like oh my gosh that's so pretty like Jen where did you get that from since it was kind of like a smaller like group of people and I'm hoping that I made her feel a little bit more like comfortable but I mean I I was screaming inside for her (laughs) yeah like on both ends either when somebody else is opening gifts or when you're the one opening gifts in front of everybody like I just get so much anxiety like for that and I think I'm like the opposite where like I like you were like which I'm not saying that you do this every time but with with that one and you were like oh like where'd you get that or whatever see that like that part is what gives me anxiety is like I feel like I have to comment on it or I'm not like Participating, participating and I don't want to participate like I don't remember raising my hand to talk like at the <laughs> at a bridal shower baby right. shower whatever um I get that and then like even with even with my own like it's so it's so funny to look look back on like you know past gatherings or past parties or whatever mm-hmm. that you've had and even for yourself like I don't like being this and don't like being the center of attention and then on top of that like you're already like it's already a party for you and everybody's there for you. Mm-hmm. And then you're, like, sitting in front of all of them and everybody's staring at you and everybody's, like, like waiting for your reaction on their gift. Right. And you're, like, Which feel like, like you so have to... superficial. Right. So you feel like in order to have, like, a true reaction, you have to be a little bit fake because of the anxiety that you're already feeling for it. Mm-hmm. And I just remember at the end, and, and it's so funny, my mom was, like, you did really good opening gifts. And I was like, yeah, like, did I though? Because I was so nervous. I think that's so cute though that your mom like acknowledged that because she was being supportive and like understanding that that was really hard for you. And some people might think, honestly, like it's funny that we can't do that or confidently do that. But it is a huge deal it's a huge deal to be the center of attention and I I just remember all the times of just having to like walk down the stairs of my parent at my parents because they kind of have like they have like two double stairs but 
I don't even know how to explain it. But anyway, I hate being the center of attention. I didn't even want to put, like, heels on to go down the stairs just because they, like, like, it just, like. What if you fall? Well, what if I fall? <laughs> and just the noise, like, accentuates, like, the drama of, like, what I'm wearing. And then, you know, they're going to, this is the worst. And I know you can relate. But, and then they're going to comment on, like, what you're wearing and how pretty you look. And as bad as, like, we're, this is how messed up we are. Because people yeah. are probably like, oh, why don't you want people to tell you pretty? Like, that is the worst. Oh, my gosh. You look so pretty, honey. Like, where did you get that dress from? Oh, my God. And your heels and your nails. And you're like, ugh. Stop talking to me. Yes. Yeah. Well, and heels, like, for me, for the longest time, like, I just wouldn't wear them. And it was because if I walked somewhere, I knew that people could hear me. Yes. And, like, well, what if you're somewhere and there's, like, an awkward silence and you're, like, clomping along down in your heels? Like, like I just, like, avoided heels for so long. Like, now I'll wear them for, like, events or whatever, and I've kind of gotten past that. But, like, until a few years ago, I just w- would never, ever, ever wear them because I was, like, I'm making so much noise. And I have, like, I have, like, heavy feet, like, like when I walk, <laughs> when I walk, I'm totally like heel first. Like I uh-huh. literally, like my, so I grew like up. Extra. My mom was like, "You sound like an elephant." Like walking through the house, and uh-huh. she's not wrong. Like I did, I totally do that, and I like sometimes like stomp, and I don't realize it. And so, like, just imagine somebody that's like heavy footed in heels, and you're like, it just sounds like a disaster, like a walking disaster. Right. <laughs> I agree. I, it kind of, like, is part of your personality in a sense. Like, are you, like, the stripper heels kind? Like, okay, I think you're a little outgoing. Are you, like, the, oh, little, a little moderate heel? Like, mm-hmm. just a little shy? Okay. Block heel. That's, stiletto. Yeah. I'm, like, like, I'm, like, a little wedge, mm-hmm. you know, totally, like. It's safe. It's safe. <laughs> Can't fall. It's a little subtle because it kind of just, like, you know fades into the shoe like yes you know it's it's part of your personality now that I wear heels I'm a block heel kind of person block the I because agree. I feel like the stilettos are you know like the thin then the thin heels are just a little bit too risky for falling too risky they're a little bit more of a bold statement I'm not that bold so mm-hmm. I can't make that statement and you just know that you're putting yourself in a position for somebody to ask you about your shoes and where you got them from. And then you're that's you putting yourself out there. That's and true. sometimes you don't have the energy to do that. That's true. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> so I um had a listener who messaged in and she um has social anxiety and she was telling um us about how what you mentioned earlier finding your corner mm-hmm. she always goes and she finds her corner um and she doesn't want to leave because it's her safe place and she actually will like hold her pee for until she can't hold it anymore because it's so vulnerable for her to get up from that safe place to go to the bathroom well like what if somebody comes and sits in your seat or like takes that safe place away then you like you got to start all over and that's just impossible halfway mm-hmm. through a party and then you feel dumb because you come out of the bathroom and then someone's in your seat and then you're like, where am I going to sit? And then you're walking to the bathroom and you're like, everyone's staring at me. What if something's on my butt? What if, like, what if I'm in the bathroom lot? What are they going to think? Like, what am I doing in there? It's like, it's a whole thing. Bathrooms for me, like bathrooms just in general give me anxiety. And I'm like really weird about using like a bathroom in a place that I have never been. Like, I'm one of those people that like if, like I would just rather pee at my own house. So if I don't pee yes. for eight hours until I get home, like... It is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's literally how I think. And um, 
it like especially if you've never been to that person's house and you're like using your using their bathroom or like I have anxiety of like what if I have to poop and then you're that's what I'm saying and then you're gonna be in there a long time and then they're gonna know that you're pooping yeah well or then you like sync it up and people are gonna see you like walk out and then like if somebody goes right in right after you then you're like well they know like that's it I'm I'm too embarrassed time to go you must not have poopery in your house then. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, like just I completely, I completely can relate. relate you with can that. relate. I, oh, 100%. Yes, yes. And, and it's not only because, yeah, you've created that safe place, but too, because the, the bathroom's not your safe place. Like my safe place of my bathroom is my own house. You know, and I think a lot of people, social anxiety or not, can relate to that because Michael has he's gonna murder me for saying this but he has mild like ibs and he'll he'll deny it until he is in the grave but i know that he does and i mean alone on friday he was coming home from work and he texted me and he was like is anybody at the house i don't know i guess he thought like the painter people were still there we had friends over because he was like i have to shit and I'm not gonna be able to say hi because I'm gonna have to run right to the bathroom and then they're gonna think I'm rude and then they're gonna know that I'm going to the bathroom and I mean I could I I it's countless number of times we've had to leave events because he has to go and he's not comfortable going there just like you said yeah we have to go home where he's in a safe place and that's just how it is yeah no I'm I'm one of those people Daniel like doesn't understand it he's like why can't you just go to the bathroom in the store or whatever and I'm like big I just can't I cannot do it and I won't it's the same thing with flying for me like I will literally dehydrate myself before I get on a plane so that I don't have to use the plane bathroom Mm -hmm. it's just Mm -hmm. one of those things like and it smells I like I will stop drinking I will start fasting from water (laughs) before I go places sometimes because I don't want to have to pee while I'm there. Well, you know, the good news is that you can hold your pee for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know if um, if you do this either. And I, I kind of mentioned in our last episode, but I – so if I know that I'm having – going to an event, I've already stalked the Facebook, nobody knows going, so I'm feeling a little, you know, hesitant – do you, like, obsess about it, like, kind of, like, the days leading up to it? Because I t- – totally obsessed yeah because I'm like the type of person that has to create every possible scenario of what could happen at that event mm-hmm. worst case scenario best case scenario worst case scenario best case scenario Pros like cons. yeah mm-hmm. exactly and I do find that if I've prepared for all the scenarios I feel good about it but that doesn't that means that I have spent the last few days leading up to it constantly thinking about it right. or it being on my mind yeah and then I'm the type of person that right before I have like it's like stage fright or like cold feet or whatever and I'm mm-hmm. like I don't want to go I can't go I can't do it like <laughs> <laughs> you're like in the Grinch that's what I'm not going yeah yeah pretty much so it's it's definitely hard but you know I, I am one of those people that's like, okay, like, I have to think about it. I have to think of all the ways that it could go wrong, all the ways that it could go right. Mm-hmm. Call myself crazy because I'm like, this is stupid. Why am I doing this to myself? I'm literally torturing myself by thinking of all these things and, yeah. like, making it such a, like, prominent thing in my mind for, like, days. And then, like, then I go and it's totally fine. And then I'm right. like, why did I do that to myself? But you right. can't help it. Right. I know. Why do we torture ourselves like that? Like, I, and you know what else I found, like, find torturous? Is that a word? Yeah. 
torturous? Okay. Torturous. You know yeah. I struggle with my words. So I wasn't sure. <laughs> um, is, okay, so we talked about how when you walk in, or, like, you would, we would rather be late because then we're not, like, having to greet everybody individually. Yes. And that, that's just how we'd rather roll with it. I, it gives me anxiety saying bye to people. Like, having to make an announcement, leaving the party, because then, again, you're being the center of attention. Okay, guys, thanks for having us over. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Blah, 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 blah. Announce, like, announcing yourself. You're purposely putting yourself on the spot. Like, yeah. I can't do that. Even sometimes if, like... Michael and I are just, like, watching a movie, and I'm like, I'm ready for bed. Like, some, even with him, sometimes I'm like, I'm just gonna, you know, scurry up the stairs, and he'll be like, hey, why didn't she tell me? And it's like, it's just, like, it's so much effort to be like, I'm going to bed. Yes, I have the baby monitor. Can you please let the dogs out? I already closed the garage. Like, just... I'm going to go upstairs and you can just text me those questions. Yeah. No, for sure. I'm definitely like that. I'm like, I'm like one of those people that probably has come across rude at places because I Mm -hmm. just like slipped out because my anxiety was so high that I was like, if I don't leave right now and I, and I cannot physically like come up to you and say goodbye because like that, like I, I just can't even like force myself to do it. And then like you slip out and you're like sorry I had to slip out like you text them later and you're like thanks so much for such a good time or whatever right but like I feel like when you have to announce it and you're like is this a did I say an appropriate amount of time was I polite in my interruption of whatever like was going on to leave did I pick the right time to leave Mm -hmm. like and and those are all those things like questions that you like have in your mind when you're doing it and you're like it would it's just easier to just walk out and pretend that I was never here yeah (laughs) I, I got it. I mean, I've definitely had people like think that I was rude for not saying goodbye things before and I do exactly what you do and I just text them or kind of explain myself. I mean, I, when I was at work one time and I had to go for a specific reason that we'll talk about in another episode, oh, so gosh. stay tuned, you guys. I was so embarrassed that I just went out the side door. I didn't even go out the front door and I left and... Amber, who was one of our other coworker, you guys, she texted me and she was like, well, thanks for the goodbye. And she was so butthurt. And I was like, I'm so sorry, Amber. Like, this is what happened. Like, I just had to get out of there. And she totally understood, but she didn't even give me time to like text her and, and explain myself. But it was just so much that I couldn't handle like putting myself on the spot and explaining myself to her like in that moment, especially at work when we're up front and everyone can see us. I mean, if you haven't like bolted out the not front door of your job for a reason, (laughs) like, have you really worked? (laughs) As a socially anxious person, (laughs) have you really lived... Or thought about it. Have you really lived with social anxiety if you haven't bolted out like the not front door? (laughs) (laughs) Well... I, I can say that I have, so. Yeah. It yes. Probably, it won't be I the can last too, time and there will be a story to follow eventually. Um. Well, I feel like we've talked about childhood. We've talked yep. about early high, high school. school. I mean, we haven't really talked. Well, you talked about college. I didn't really talk about college. I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, I. In our first, no, our last episode on dating and relationships, I talked about how Michael, like, made me feel confident going to parties and stuff like that. And so that definitely helped boost me a little bit. He helped bring me out of my shell. Um, And he, it was one of those things where with the buddy system, he was my buddy and he knew people that were going to be there. So it was not at all like adult life when you're like going to the random baby shower and you don't know anybody. It's like you have parties with the same people. You're comfortable with them. Everyone like 
knows you you're kind of like family and I felt like that was a lot of my party college life I was never really the person that got like super drunk if anything I was kind of like the mom of the party especially because I would bring like Roxy because she was a puppy at the time yeah. and I couldn't leave her so I was like you know taking her out every five seconds and and um, Michael and I were kind of like older in the crowd once we um, were seniors because we would hang out with the hockey team because you know he was on the hockey team and so like that actually made me feel confident and it made me um, kind of feel like grow Sure. I think it made me grow because for once in my life, I was able to go to social events and walk in by myself, like say Michael's already there, and I don't, it wouldn't have been as like fearful as even like a party when I was eight or a baby shower now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, I had my people, I knew them. And that's just what I stuck to. So that's how I am like now. Like if I go places and I know everybody, I am 100% me, little anxiety. Mm -hmm. Because there's not somebody that I don't recognize. But as soon as you put somebody that I don't know into this situation or into that, like into my scenario, I'm like, Social anxiety, 10. 10 out yeah. of 10. Like, 10 out of 10. <laughs> it, it goes from, like, 0 to 100. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of reminds me of um, being, like, in a bridal party. Oh. So, you're, like, with – and, you know, girls aren't always nice. So you're just, like, thrown in with a whole bunch of people that you may or may not know. Maybe you know one. Maybe you know them all. Maybe you don't know any of them. I've been in four weddings, so I've been in every scenario. Yeah. And they're all scary. <laughs> Because you go on a trip together, and that's a whole thing, and you have, like, your group text that blows up all the time, everybody wants to wear different shoes, and I'm, you know, because we are the way we are, I'm that person that's like, what's the dress we're getting, I order it right then, what are the heels you want me to wear, what kind of jewelry, like, I know the details a year before you want me there, so I don't mess it up, because if I mess it up, then I'm going to embarrass myself, and then I'm going to be rejected, so avoid all like. Now I'm the center of attention because I freaking ruined it. So that too. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. I've only outside of my own been in, in one wedding and it was um, for like one of my best friends and she had a bunch of girls from like college in her, in her wedding mm-hmm. and they were all like really close and I was like the odd man out and I was like so worried that the bachelorette trip was going to be no fun or that the wedding wasn't going to be fun. And I was, like, nervous because I was, like, are, like, are these girls going to be nice? Like, am I going to click with anybody? Am I yeah. going to have somebody to talk to? It's, yeah. like, you know, the bride was busy. And um, fortunately, like, and I shouldn't even have doubted because she has great taste in friends. Uh-huh. And she's, like, <laughs> way more outgoing and, like, better at making friends than I am. Um, and all of her friends were so, so sweet. And I like had built up all this anxiety about like every situation that I had to go into with, with it. And every single time I like beat myself up over it because I was like, I should have just known like they, they were all going to be nice. It was Mm going to be exactly like the last time I met them. Um, they're all going to be friendly. They're going to genuinely like ask me questions about myself and I'm going to feel included. Yeah. Um, but that's just what happens when you have social anxiety. Like you literally just like create the worst possible like situation or scenario in your head and you're like well everybody's gonna hate me I'm gonna have nobody to talk to I'm gonna be the odd man out Mm -hmm. and nine times out of ten it's the complete opposite yeah (laughs) every now and then you do have that situation and it's a bummer but 
most of the time, like... It's fine. It's fine. Or yeah. or you find that person in the group that's similar, most similar to you. Yes. And then you have your buddy. And then you kind of, like, hang out the whole time with them or most of the time with them. And then, you know, that, that kind of helps you get through it or yeah, at least like release a little bit so that you can right um because you know you're you're with your best friend of all time but then you're kind of sharing them with all these other people and if you don't know them it's kind of difficult to do that because you don't want to like step on their toes or you might be like well they this one friend lives across the country so they haven't seen them in a long time like she probably wants to spend so much time with her i see her all the time because she lives down the street or whatever like there's just all these things that go through your mind because you pretty much don't want to offend anybody right. well and you don't want to be like hogging the person's time If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, oh gosh, was that conversation too long? Do people think that I'm trying to like hoard her attention or something now? And like, there's just so many things that you like think in your head of about even just like conversating with somebody. (laughs) Yeah. And then you don't want to stress out the bride at all. So you want to be like, I need to be on my best behavior so they don't get like mad at me if I don't, if I do want to talk to them the whole time or I don't want to talk to them. I need to be entertaining myself. So it's not like, you know that like the bride (laughs) is going to be worrying about Everything. This, that, and the other. So you, yeah. you like, want to have them not have to worry about babysitting you at the end of the day. Yeah. And, I mean, I... Am I being too needy? <laughs> right. I totally worried about, like, my friend group getting along. And it and it was fine. And, and that's exactly what happened. Like, everybody had their buddy... And and that's how they felt comfortable, and I I think that they enjoyed themselves. I'm hoping that they enjoyed themselves when they were in my wedding and when we went on our trip and stuff. I was pretty low key, um. But I specifically remembered just I didn't want anybody to feel like they were left out because that's like the worst feeling ever. So I feel almost on the other end that I probably tried to conversate with everybody as sure. much as possible so that nobody was like, oh, I paid for this whole trip to come here and then she's like not even talking to me yes. the whole time or whatever. Yeah. So like, on that okay. side, you think of it too when you have a lot of social anxiety. Yeah. You're like, I've got to spend this amount of time. And and then I don't know if you're like me, but like you like try to make everything fair because you're like, okay, well, like I don't want somebody to reject me after all this is done, done over because uh-huh. I didn't do yeah like I didn't talk to them long as long as I talked to this other person or right. I didn't spend or pay enough attention to this person or when they were looking for approval over something like does this look good or whatever like did I give them enough attention with that and like be like yes it looks great like did I right. encourage them or did I build them up enough and whatever and so there's just so much All anxiety you know with with weddings and whether it's yours your own or you're in somebody else's there's just a whole lot of there's a lot of moving parts too like how funny is it that every wedding that I've been in I have been the first to walk down the aisle like why you gotta do that to me really though every single wedding I'm the first one to walk down I don't know if it's like I don't think I'm that sure I mean you know sometimes they do it by height but I'm the first one and I mean the I remember uh being in my and you know you don't know till you're there and you're like doing the rehearsal and you're like ah tomorrow I'm that person they're like calling your name and I was in my brother's wedding, and I was, like, 37 weeks pregnant. So, and I was, like, the first. And I was, like, all right, been here, done this. Like, it's fine. Um, but they got married in, like, a huge church. So, this was, like, the longest aisle. Oh, that you've ever walked down. Yes. <laughs> and with my big prego self. And I was, like, okay, if I can make it down this aisle. Yes. <laughs> like, I can do anything. I can birth this baby. And so, I mean, I made it, and it was fine. And, but, and it was 
actually more awkward because Michael was in the wedding too, so he was there staring at oh, me, no. and I hated that, and he was so cute. He was like, babe, you were walking down, and I just wanted to cry because you just look so beautiful, and like, you have our baby girl in there, and I was like, Ugh. Yeah, just like, <laughs> shut up now. Like, stop <laughs> talking to me. Like, you're embarrassing me more. But the other thing is like, then once you're up there, then you watch everyone else come up come down and you're like haha now you have to be the center of yes. attention so my experience was that I was the the matron of honor mm-hmm. and I always find like the story is just so like like one of my most socially like socially anxious moments and my and my friend like the bride totally knows because I like was keeping her posted with all of the anxiety that I had <laughs> oh, no. like leading up to it. and I was like I'm, I was like I'm probably like the worst matron of honor ever because I'm literally like have so much anxiety about all the things that she wants for her wedding and I'm like ruining the fun because <laughs> I'm like I might throw up like I literally might throw up and so but I do it for her because I love her there you go and um so first you know you've got I I every other girl is wearing like a nice pale pink dress and and I don't look good in pink at all like mm-hmm. I cannot pull off the color pink my face is a little too like got too much of like some red in it and I just like I'm kind of pale and I just don't look good in pink so she wanted somebody or multiple people to be in sequence and then she eventually decided that she would just do the you know the major honor which happened to be me and so I was in like my dress was rose gold sequins so for one I'm standing out mm-hmm. because you got like the bride who's already going to stand out because she's in white um, but then, like, all the other bridesmaids match except for you. Right. Like, you're literally the only one. That, like, <laughs> I was literally the only one wearing this dress. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I love you. I will wear the sequins. But I'm... Internally going, freaking I'm out. I'm internally, like, really anxious about this. And so then, as we get closer to the wedding, um, I find out that I'm... That she had one more bridesmaid than there were groomsmen. Which okay. meant, because I was in a different dress, I had to walk down the aisle by myself. So not only am I, like, the last one to walk down before the bride, oh. but I'm also the only, like, I'm the only one in this dress. You don't have your buddy. And I don't have anybody to walk down the aisle with. Like, I'm literally, it is going to be just me. I'm in heels, which I'm not great at walking in anyways. I'm standing out. The aisle is super long. And because it was during COVID, the, like... You would think that the smaller audience would give you less anxiety, uh-huh. but I feel like it gave me more because there were so many, like... It was like, more, like I personable. Could, yes. Like, I could focus on each person that I didn't know mm. be, versus, like, it just being, like, a crowd of people I don't know and I can, like, walk past them. Yeah. And yeah. then I have the anxiety of, how do I smile? Like, if I smile too big, like, it's weird, <laughs> but also, like, if I just walk down the aisle normal I don't like I have a resting bitch face face I was like I'm gonna be like uh, in a viral video like the (laughs) bitch matron of honor walking down the aisle by herself with like this awful snarl and I was just like so concerned about all this leading up to and I was like always texting her I was like Ashley like I'm and her name's Ashley too but I was like so worried about all this and she's like no girl you got this and she gets my she gets my anxiety she has been one of my friends for over 10 years. Like, I have opened up with with her about mm-hmm. it. She does not judge me for, for being scared of, like, random yeah, stuff. And she, she encourages it. me if I overcome things. So she's... She, she like you, 
for me, is a good, like, a good friend. Yeah. Like, she gets it. She, even though she doesn't have it, like, she's one of those kinds of friends that, like, she doesn't have that kind of, she can't relate to that as much, but she'll still encourage me if I'm, like, doing I think that's awesome. a good job. On her own wedding day. I think that's freaking awesome. Yes. So, she's just, like, you know, taking one for the team. The bride is, like, taking one for me, and I, but, but just, like, all of that. Like, all of it just gave me so much anxiety, and I was so happy when it was over. <laughs> because it was, like... And you didn't trip, right? I didn't, didn't trip. trip. I didn't trip, but I did get made fun of for my face, because I just couldn't pull the face together. So Someone was, made fun of your face? Yeah, like, I just... My family, like... And, and they're, like, watching oh. it on YouTube, and I and I knew... It's on YouTube? Yes! Oh, my I God, show it to you. <laughs> It's on YouTube. But, like, I just... I knew that that if I if something was gonna if I was gonna drop the ball on something it was gonna be my face and and I can't like slight smile and I was so nervous that like my lips were like twitching, <laughs> oh so God. just like imagine somebody like trying to slight smile, not have a bitch face, not overly smile and then you're like lips are twitching, and I mean it just was it you, was I mean you probably just looked like you were having a stroke walking down the really aisle d- like I really did. And, and I looked so uncomfortable, and I was like, I just, I'm one of those people that I can't hide how I feel. Like, yeah. I just, it's not, I'm not good at it. And I, that's when I learned that I'm truly not good at it. <laughs> well, the good news is that you made it through. Maybe one day you'll be on Ellen. Who knows? You never know. <laughs> Who knows? We can bring out the YouTube video. We all, and we made it through walking down the aisle. And, and what I think actually is more scary being in the wedding is freaking like the whatever it's called when you have to like dance into the reception and you're like can you in any more way shape or form have people be asking people to stare at you like in a group of people that you don't even know in a dress that you're uncomfortable with you're wearing the heels and they're not your wedge heels that we want they're not our little low they're like our stripper heels and you and you don't know I mean I don't even remember if I like told my girls if they were gonna have to dance or not I don't I think I just kind of like left it up to them um and they all were like awesome they all had like a different dance move and whatever like I wish I could have it on film they were so great and then Every time I, it's for me, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And then you're with like the awkward person and then you don't like know them. Yeah. And then like one time it was with Michael and like he can't dance and I, and it was like in a small little room and like you couldn't even really dance that way. It, like it just, it's, it, you're just, you're already like scared, right? Because you're sitting there waiting for them to announce your name. Yeah. So they're announcing your name on the microphone. In front so, of everybody. So hello, that's terrible. And then... They're like, okay, what song are they going to play? I don't know because nobody told me anything. Am I supposed to dance? Am I not supposed to dance? I don't know. I'm going to look like a fool either way. Yeah. Why well, and it, if you're like me, like, I can't dance unless I'm drunk. So, and even then I probably still can't dance, but I feel like I can. And it gives me that confidence to, like, be on the dance floor in mm-hmm. front of everybody and, like, not worry about, like, if somebody is really focusing on my dance moves. Like, to truly dance, I have to be drunk. So, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I feel the same way in the sense that when I'm at a wedding, like, I love to dance. Like, I'm not a good dancer or anything, but I just, like, love to dance. I love music. And, but I need some liquid courage to get out on the dance floor and for 
me to literally just like not even care what anybody thinks. Yeah. Um, but for them to ha- for me to have like like a courage, you know, they have to have like good drinks there. I need to have some time to like get some, you know, down in me. When you're in the wedding, I mean, you're like kind of drinking because you're like hanging out and stuff, but you're like you can't get too drunk because I have to walk down the aisle. Whereas like your guests are just like you know, they get to do the whole cocktail thing and, like, drink the whole time. So in the most recent wedding, I felt like I didn't have enough time to kind of, like, build myself up. Plus, I hadn't eaten anything. So I was, like, kind of, like, irritated because I was hungry. So I was, like, hangry. Didn't didn't have any liquid courage. And it's probably the only wedding where I've – the wedding where I have sat the most, like Michael and I both, and we're not really like that. Like he's yeah. very like let loose, even though he can't dance. Sure, but I just I couldn't like I couldn't bring it to myself to just embarrass myself in front of these people that I didn't know, and like it just wasn't worth it to me at that yeah. time. Speaking of like not like have like you're like don't feel like you didn't have enough time to like get the liquid courage in you or whatever. So at my wedding, they long story short. The wedding didn't go exactly as planned. My, like, the day, the day of my wedding, there were storms in the area. We couldn't have the tent. We were going to do it outside. And um, they basically were, uh, everything changed. Like, all the plans changed last minute, day of. No tent, nothing, no ceremony outside. The wind was too crazy. And so, um, we had a moment during cocktail hour that it was the weather was decent enough that we decided my my planner my wedding planner decided that we were going to do the introductions right then and there while we were outside do the first dances outside and then we'll take everybody in and we'll do like the dinner and everything and so I all of a sudden like I'm halfway through making my rounds through cocktail hour saying hi to everybody and like greeting everyone and um the wedding planner's like, we need you now. We're going to do the introductions, whatever, like, with the whole, like, de- coming out and dancing in front of everybody right, and right. the first dances and all that stuff. And so I was so, like, nervous. And I turn around and Daniel's mom is standing there with a glass of wine. And I literally chugged it and was, like, praying to God that it hit by the time <laughs> that I, like, was in the middle of all this. Uh-huh. Um, and so you know we do it and it and it was fine and I was like uncomfortable and we were like totally like it definitely didn't hit fast enough and mm-hmm. I totally was like standing there like in our first dance like oh my god is this like over like I think yeah. he played it longer yeah. than I really wanted him to and <laughs> I was like we look so dumb right like the now. longest 30 seconds the, of your life yes for sure and then you got to do it with your dad and then you got to like watch and like be like oh so cute when he's dancing with his mom and yeah. like it's just it's a lot weddings are hard it, it they really are and and i specifically remember um our dj because they're kind of like the coordinator once the reception starts you know they do the little announcements yeah. and all that and ours was like he was really fun and lively and that's a big reason why we um picked him but i remember him telling us kind of last minute that we needed to make like a speech like a welcoming thing oh my gosh and no. i was like <laughs> here's the microphone michael I'm not even kidding you when Michael verbatim was like, so Ashley's going to stand here and just look pretty. Doesn't she look pretty, everybody? And then they all clap, and then I'm just, like, wanting to hide under the table. You're like, I'm already out. This speech is terrible. And, and I mean, he was like, we just wanted to welcome everybody from 
far and near and blah, 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 blah. And I just let him take it all in. Oh, yeah. I was like, I want no part, part of that. that. No, I, like, I would have been the same way now? if that happened to us. Me and I would have, like, passed the mic to Daniel and been, like, ca- called it a day. That would have been the end for me. And you know what? We also made the mistake of, like, doing the whole dance lessons thing because somebody else at a wedding did them. And they were, like, just flowing through it. And they looked so like hot and beautiful and I was like oh yeah I want to do that and then you know my poor husband who has two left feet and then (laughs) I like did ballet when I was like five and we just I mean it was fun like to do it together and we did the lessons and we had like a little dance and our instructor was like so fun and funny but then you get out there and you're in front of everybody and the whole time I just felt so dumb like I just was like, this isn't me. It doesn't feel normal. It's so choreographed. Like, am I having fun? Like, is Michael having fun? I don't know. Everyone's staring at us. Yeah. And everybody complimented on it. And they're like, oh my gosh, that was so good. You guys like did that in three lessons. And I think regardless of however it turned out, like what you're telling yourself is because you're preparing for how bad it is. Yeah. So I had to tell myself all that in, in the case that somebody was going to be like, wow, like your first dance was like terrible. Like what were you guys thinking kind of thing? Yeah. Um, And I, I, if I, I, when I look back, I wish that we didn't. I honestly wish we could just do like the slow dancing because at least I feel like I would have been a little bit more comfortable just kind of, like, swaying and, like, talking to Michael. Yeah. Because we couldn't even, like, fake pretend to talk. Yeah. Because we were, like, he was, like, trying to, like, troll me around and stuff. And just be something we weren't. Yeah. You know? I It's interesting to hear, like, hear that, like, perspective. Because I, like, wanted to do that and we didn't. Mm-hmm. And knowing that we're pretty similar people like mm. it probably was better for me to just be like doing the slow dance talking to Daniel like keeping myself zone. distracted type of thing yeah. versus like worried about am I gonna miss this move or what do I do if we mess up or right. that kind of thing and there's not really like room for messing up except that I was in heels and it was like on these like <coughs> square stone things <laughs> in between the that. grass and I'm like getting my foot caught and like every time we do a turn, like, every time we turn or whatever, and so I'm, like, picking my heel back out of the grass every, every five seconds, but, um, I mean, still, like, you know, to have two different stories, like, one person who yeah, didn't I do mean, it and then one person who did, and, you know. I, I agree with you. I mean, I think either way, you are preparing for the worst. You're, I mean, just a whole day from the time you wake up to the time it ends, you being the center of attention is completely draining. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. I would never, like, I would do it all over again. But it's, that doesn't mean it's not draining or stressful for yeah. someone with social anxiety or not. It's right. it's draining. And, and Michael is so social. Like, he's been in so many weddings where, on a different perspective, I've kind of had to be like the solo person like Mm -hmm. solo guest right we're at weddings where I don't know anybody and Mm -hmm. that's hard because you're you're spending more than an hour or two kind of by yourself in a place you don't know people you don't know when is Michael going to be able to talk to me is he going to be able to talk to me at all like how long are they going to be taking pictures for like I have no idea yeah I had um we had a wedding in this in the spring and Daniel was it was in the wedding and I obviously wasn't and I was so nervous to go that I literally gave myself a stomachache and diarrhea. Like, I was, like, I was texting Daniel, like, two hours before I was going to leave or whatever. And I was, like, I don't even think that I can come anymore. I was, mm-hmm. like, I 
don't feel good. My stomach's hurting. Like, I don't want to be having diarrhea at the event. Because, right. like, because I'm the type of person that, like, if I get really anxious, like, I literally, like, force my body into, like, feeling sick. Mm-hmm. And so I was, like, having one of those days. And I was, like, I don't even know if I can, like, be there. Because I was, like, so worried about getting there and parking and finding a seat by myself and him not being next to me and who am I going to sit next to and right um and then like okay well how much time are you going to be gone taking pictures am I going to do cocktail hour by myself like Uh all these like things Uh go through your head and I was like I was so nervous and I pulled it together and I went but I just like it was so hard like like I just ruined my whole day thinking about it and getting anxious over it because I was like can I even do this by myself like yeah well, I think that that's really important to note, though, because I feel like people can be, I don't know, a little, like, judgy or whether you have social anxiety or not. Like, when you're at a wedding alone, it's not fun, no. you know? Or if you're, like, you might just be, like, the plus one. You might not even be that person's, like, partner. So then you really don't know, like, the other people, but you're going for fun. But then that person's, like, doing all the bridal party stuff first and you have to kind of, like, wait it out until they're able to come hang out with you. Yeah. And you're like, well, I don't want to, like, overstep boundaries and say hi to people. And, like, maybe they don't want to talk or maybe they do want to talk. I don't know. And it's, yeah. I think that's just a hard position to be in. And I remember going to a wedding where Michael – I didn't go to the rehearsal dinner because I had to work. And so Michael was, like, already there. It was in Greensboro. So he was there. He had stayed at the hotel. We weren't even, like – together the night before like he was like already had dedicated like a whole day where I hadn't even seen him so we were like totally disconnected and I had to go and like check into the hotel by myself and I was like had to ask him all the information and so then I'm like just getting ready by myself for hours on end and then I get there and it's totally the whole makeup thing like yeah I just do the whole smoke behind the makeup (laughs) pick out try to pick out a cute dress like maybe I'll feel more confident and then we end up going and their ceremonies like outside and it's, like, under this big tree, but it's, like, far away, so I had to, like, walk there. So then I'm, yeah. like, okay, I drove there, like, I made it here, but, like, I'm not actually there yet. Yeah. So then I had to, like, go and walk over there, and nobody was sitting yet, so we were just, like, standing around, and it was so hot outside, I remember. And so that doesn't help the situation because I'm already internally, like, hot because I'm so anxious just like literally standing in a field by myself and across the way they had like the cute little houses where like the bride and um her girls were getting ready and then like the guys were going to come up to once they were ready because I think they're getting ready at the hotel so they'd be separated right and I remember seeing like the car drive up and Michael was in the car with all the guys and I was like oh you know like you have kind of have like that little spark like yeah. I know him yeah I know him it's like the elf moment yeah Santa exactly like, I was like oh my joy is here everybody I know and so he like they all get out of the car and I mean he's probably like half a football field away and I like do the whole like big wave in the air like hey babe doesn't see me oh my god oh I a nightmare I don't think I've ever been more embarrassed he just like turned around and like walked into the house and I was like oh my god not everybody just saw me wave they're gonna think I'm just like waving to the air because I'm just we're like in the woods in the middle of nowhere like oh my god I'm sweating and then I felt more bad for him too because he was in a whole suit and it was like 100 degrees outside and and it ended up being fine again and then I got my liquid courage and we danced and we had fun but those little moments like 
I find that I beat myself up over it. I'm right. like, Ashley, why did you leave? Now you're an idiot. And everyone's looking at you and they're probably like, wow, she's such a loser. Like, she doesn't even have any friends here. And then she's, she's sitting like, all by herself. Waving <laughs> to the tree over there. Like, huh, she's definitely crazy. And then you just go, you go down this dark hole yeah. of beating yourself up. You feel like you've already set up your first impression that everybody has gotten of you. And you're like, wow, that was like a really dumb first impression that I just created for myself. Like, how am I going to dig myself out of that one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm totally. And I think... You know, I've I've learned over time from him being in a lot of weddings that I just have to gain a little bit more confidence each time or do whatever I need to do to either play it safe or go out of my comfort zone. If it's somebody I know, like, maybe you can say hi to them if you feel confident. Maybe you have to have, like, a margarita or something. You know, like, just... I think you just got to go with the flow and, and kind of figure out what works yeah. best for you. And I, like... I look back on some of my, like, wedding photos and stuff, and I I never noticed this before, which is funny. So it's been, like, three years. But I can see, like, when Michael and I are at the altar, like, holding hands, and I had my hair, like, you know, kind of did, like, a little comb-over thing, and it was combed over, like, the side that was closest to the audience. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't, like, see them, and I was, like, slouching over, like, like kind of almost like it looked like I was looking at the ground yeah. because like that you was, looked visibly uncomfortable. Yes, and that was my body language trying to hide myself in front of 150 people as much as possible. And it's just interesting to me that I never even realized that before that that's I was just like, "Oh, this is normal. Like everybody feels that in this moment." But it was so unnormal for me that I was like literally physically hunched over right. at the altar. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like my whole wedding day I just was like a very anxious like uncomfortable person and um thank goodness for mom's Xanax because (laughs) I don't know that I would have gone gotten through the wedding without that and liquid courage and I don't you know I was so naive that I didn't realize how the liquid courage would hit you know with later on in your system Uh but I just remember like even at the point of, like, getting ready, like, I love my dress. I don't regret my dress. But that day, I was like, I shouldn't have gone with, like, the more tight-fitted dress. I should have gone with the one that was, like, a little bit bigger. Do mm-hmm. I look fat? Like, mm-hmm. if I'm trying to, like, make sure that I feel comfortable in front of all these people because right. I knew that there was going to be a lot of people there. And I was right. like, do I even look good in this? Like, I should... I should have just gone with the little, like, the one that was a little bit more flowy. Like, I should have just gone with my second choice, but everybody was telling me that this one was a good one. And mm-hmm. so I went with it because I was like, yeah, I'm going to be confident. Like, I'm going to do something a little bit more outside of my comfort zone because it's my wedding day and it's about me. And I'm, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you go, girl. Whatever. Like, I had, like, one of those moments. And now I'm, like, glad that I that I did that dress. But that day I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I should have just done the – I should have just stayed in my comfort zone. Should have stuck with my square. Like, mm-hmm. you know, should have stayed with that. Um, but even, you know, later, you know, during the wedding and everything, it, ours started at like four, I think, cause we, we got married on a Sunday. So we did it kind of early so that everybody didn't feel like they had to stay late if they had to get to work on Monday. And so mm-hmm. we, we started then and I just remember like halfway through, it was like maybe eight o'clock. It was like after dinner and I went upstairs cause I used the bathroom, but I was like sort of drunk like I was like sort of tipsy because like everything was like starting to hit and then um I literally like 
at our venue, there were like bedrooms or whatever. And mm-hmm. I laid on the bed and I was like, I'm just, I'm just ready for a nap. Like I'm so, like I was so exhausted yeah. from like drained. I was so drained from like being the center of attention and have like knowing that everybody was looking at me. And I was like, I've, I've gotten through the hard part at this point. Can it just be over? <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, no, we're going to have to go back down. Like we still have to cut the cake. There's like oh, dancing left and like all this stuff. You needed like stuff. a pep talk. Yeah, I did. And I, and I went down and, and like you, like it was the best day of my life. Like I would do it 10 times over and, and it was, and it was so much fun, but like it doesn't negate like the anxiety and like oh, yeah. the, like the next day I just remember being so mentally and physically exhausted mm-hmm. from oh, yeah. like everything that had happened on, on the wedding day. And, and I was like. These these weddings are no joke for socially anxious people, man. <laughs> Whether you're They're not for the faint of heart <laughs> or you're a guest, I mean, it's still it's you plan your whole day around it, and um, you know you you don't want to make a fool of yourself, and you're picking out your outfit, and you're talking to people, and it's just super stimulating for people with social anxiety. And I wouldn't say that it's like negative in any way. You just kind of no, have yeah. to mentally prepare for it. Like I would never regret any wedding that I've been in or right. really event that I've gone to. Cause if anything, I've learned things about myself from yeah, it, sure. but it's helpful just to have people in your life that get that from you and can support you, which, um, you know, kind of leads me into like some tips I was thinking about on conquering social events and, I had originally put arrive early <laughs> in one of the things and I was like, well, what am I thinking? And you and I are just talking now about arriving late. And I guess what I meant when I was type- typing that was like not arriving like so late that it's like, okay, the party started. Then you then you're already you're the walking sol- down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like five, ten minutes after, like you're not like offending them that you're like a little late, yes. but you know, like you're still on time enough to get the whole scoop of stuff. Right. And we talked about taking a buddy, mm-hmm. having some sort of buddy there with you, whether they're like meeting you there, going with you. Yeah. Um also having a buddy to like text for encouragement. Yeah. I think I don't utilize that enough. And I think it's because I feel like, maybe they will be judging me that I am texting them, or I'm like, oh, they're just going to be busy. Like, I'm just going to be bothering them. Or what if I text them and they don't text me back, and then sure. the event's going to be over, and then they're going to be like, oh, sorry, what did you need? And then you feel like a fool, so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I definitely, like, I'm one of those people that kind of will hide behind my phone and, like, mm-hmm. text people on the side because I'm like, I need a distraction. Like, I, yes. like, cause if I like go into my phone and I'm like in that zone, then I'm like not worried about what all is going around me at the time. And so I always find that like super useful. Even, even if maybe for a minute I come off rude because I'm not like engaged, but mm-hmm. at that point, like I'm just trying to hang in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's better for you to be there and that be a little crutch for you than you yes. to not have gone at all. Right. Which I think is fine. And I think everybody kind of does that in their in their own way. Um, I also thought about, we didn't talk about this, but I have this in my notes about um, asking for a task. So I know that it, basically I went to a birthday party, like a one-year-old's birthday party, and I I knew some people there, but it's the same thing where you, like, talk to them for a little bit, and then they know other people, so you're talking to them, and you're, you're just kind of there by yourself. And then my friend, who was the host, she asked me to watch her daughter, who was the 
who the birthday party was for and she's like she's eating like can you keep like I gotta check on something so can you like give her the raspberries or whatever and I I mean my energy like did a 180 I was like yes I got this I can like cut those raspberries and I just I didn't even think about anything else in that moment other than like she felt that I was important enough to like take this on now I have like a purpose right now at this event I'm not just like here feeling stupid and so I would say if you have some sort of task you can ask for you can help whether you're like keeping your hands busy or yeah keeping your hands busy like I think it's a huge distraction but you're still participating right so that's good yeah for sure um, I also put that, um, sometimes it helps and I will admit that I a hundred percent do this is I prepare some talking points. Yeah. Like if I know there's not going to be people there that I know, mm-hmm. um, I might like think of like some basic questions that I would ask them just to get to know them because that pulls me out of my comfort zone, might yeah. pull them out of their comfort zone. And then I just feel like I'm not sitting there in awkward silence then in that moment thinking of things to ask them. Yeah. Well, and small talk in general is already hard. So like, I feel like if I already know like some topics that I can bring up in regards to small talk, mm-hmm. then I can actually follow through with it. Right. Because otherwise then I just feel like, I can't come up with anything and then there's like an awkward silence and you're like staring at each other and like nobody's <laughs> asking any questions anymore and you're like, oh, okay, this was fun. I right. Use the bathroom. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I don't use the bathroom. Mine must need a drink. Like, <laughs> yeah. Next tip, liquid courage. Go get your drink. Then maybe you'll think of something to, <laughs> to talk about. Um, I think it's also great to have some type of like code for when you're ready to leave. Like Michael and I kind of just have like a little head nod, like if we're just kind of like exhausted or like, you know, he'll just be like, Hey, like, were you thinking about going? Like what, like without like offending me, if like, he wouldn't feel offended if I was like, no, I'm having a great time. And, but he also wouldn't be offended if I was like, yeah, I've had enough, like I'm ready to go. And he like gets it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think just being open about that and like kind of, I, Dana and I have like a code for just any sort of thing like Mm -hmm. if we're with family or if we're like at a party or we're at a gathering or whatever Mm -hmm. like there's just like we know like there's a code and it's like yeah okay either I'm done sometimes he's done and like you know that's totally fine And, and then we are able to like respect each other enough to like okay let's make our way out so that yeah. You know, nobody's, like, feeling more awkward than they have to for longer. <laughs> right, right. And then, and then it doesn't, like, re- not reject you. That's the wrong word. It doesn't, um, gosh, I struggle with my words. But basically, it doesn't um, make you fearful of, like, going out again because you kind of know, like, you've hit your limits. You're yes. like, okay, we're on the same page. When we go out next time, we already know, like, what our discussion or our code word is for when we need to leave. I'm not, like, going to be even more anxious about it the next time because you ha- you're, like, a team and you just yes. kind of have, like, it all figured out. Yeah, for sure. Well, we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I mean, I, I could still talk yes. more about <laughs> everything. We could probably go I on mean, we didn't on. even talk about, Maybe like... Maybe part three will come out in a few months. <laughs> we'll just bring it out yeah. again. I mean, part three, part four, like, what about... We didn't even talk about when the bride and groom, like, make out at the altar. And Listen. that's, like, so awkward. <laughs> and you're just, okay, yay, you're married now, but... Um, yeah, so our next episode is going to be after the holidays, so we hope everybody has a good time with family and, um, just celebrating and, you know, trying to make the joy out of the season, even if we are in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) 
Um, our next episode for when we get back, probably sometime in January, is um, we are thinking of going with what um, what you wish as a person with social anxiety what you wish somebody who didn't have that knew or like knows about you. Um, so we're kind of going to go into like tips for people that don't have social anxiety, like how they can help and maybe how you can have those conversations with people. Um, and, and, and really like be able to communicate, um, certain things about how you work and, and how that, how that is for you. And so we, we want to make it easy for you guys and, and we want to make sure that it, you're still relating on, on the level of, you know, relating with the social anxiety, but also just, um, you know, we, we've always said that we want this to be a podcast that's, you know, for people with social anxiety and for people that don't have social anxiety to better understand your friends or family or things like that. And so we're kind of going to focus on that on our next episode, but be on the lookout um, for social media because we are going to um, have some question boxes and things like that up so that you guys can submit things because um, we really want you guys to be involved in this episode um, and, and make sure that we touch on, you know, not only things that we wish that people knew, but also like that you're getting, you, that you're getting a say in what you wish people people knew so that we can kind of elaborate on it. So just keep a lookout for that. Um, and we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And like we said, happy holidays. Happy holidays.